Top of the morning to ya! Is that Irish? I don't really know. It wasn't supposed to be. I was just gonna say top of the morning to you, but... Whew! Boy! I'm trying to get the stretches and all the... The yawns in beforehand, but man, they just... They hear me talking and they're like, oof. Let's get this rocking. I don't know. It's weird. I've noticed that with my podcast. As soon as I start talking, I gotta, I gotta hit a stretch right away. It's weird. I should talk to a doctor about it. So, um, I don't think we're gonna hit an hour today. Um, four o'clock alarm went off, and I did that really dumb thing where you. Instead of hit snooze, you hit the uh, go away forever button because it's four in the morning and you're tired and you don't know exactly what it is you're doing. So uh, I have to be up and out of here in a little bit less than an hour. So we're just going to jump into the 53 like I had said. And um, we'll see how long that takes. I'm kind of shooting for about 45 minutes, but it's a half hour, it's a half hour, whatever. But it should be fun to go through this because you know, there's a lot of talk about who makes the 53 and I think unless you actually look at it and make the tough decisions, you know, shouldn't really be talking about all oh, he should make it, he shouldn't. Because everybody that makes it is kicking somebody else off the team. So, um, what else? Anything else? Anything else of importance I think of? No? Yes, no? Let me think for a moment while I drink some more coffee because I'm just dying right now. Come on, coffee. I wish I could just shoot that into my veins right now because this is not going quickly enough. So let me just read. We'll just do a, a speed round. And I'll read off my 53. Okay. Um, and this, I've actually changed my mind on some things, which I've mentioned before. But I'm just going to read what I had done several days ago. Oof. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. And we'll see what happens from there. So, quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Hundley. And then I have them keeping a third, which would be... Callahan or Hill. I didn't make up my mind. That's just the way it goes. Um, it's going to be one of the two. Now, at this stage of the game, I would probably say Hill. I know they like Callahan. I like Callahan. Hundley and Rogers are locked in. If we're doing three, it's hard not to go with Hill. But the coaches see things in a much more in-depth way than we can. They're looking for certain things. Um, obviously Callahan has more experience and that might weigh a little more heavily, so who knows. Running back, obviously Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams will be on the team. That's barring injury setbacks. I know Ty is injured. I have not heard any reason. Oh, that's getting annoying. I'm sorry. I have not heard of anything to suggest that this could be serious. I believe he's probably just going to sit out until week... Well, actually, that wouldn't be very good, would it? Um, I'm sure they're going to want to get him some reps, especially since his one preseason game was not very good. So, yeah, let's hope he gets back next week, I suppose. 
my initial thought was, eh, let him sit out, who cares? No, he should probably get a few few reps here. So, uh, yeah, let's hope he comes back soon. But Ty and Jamal are definitely in. And at first I was going to say they just keep one of these guys, but I'm going to say Aaron Jones and Devontae Mays both make it. Aaron Jones had a great outing. Um, not yesterday, but the day before. In the preseason game against the Redskins, oh, Devontae, uh, so I, I, I made up nicknames for all the draft picks when I did one of my articles for Packernet, but uh, Aaron Jones, as I said, is a pinball wizard. I don't exactly remember what Devontae Mays was, but I, I've since then called him Lacey Jr., because that's just who he is, same dimensional kind of guy. Both of these guys are real small. I think Aaron Jones is 5'10". I believe Devontae Mays is 5'11". Um, but he's Aaron Jones is, I don't know, I don't know what he is, 200, two, he's got to be at least 210. We'll call him 220, I don't know. Mays is like 235-ish, so built like a brick. At 5'11", that's crazy. Um, then wide receivers, I have them just keeping the same guys. Again, I changed my mind, but I just went with the same old, same old, same old from last year. Jordy, Devontae, Cobb, Allison, Davis, and Janice. Let me just uh, do a little side note here. I mentioned yesterday that I saw somebody that I thought might be pretty good for kick returns, or excuse me, punt returns. And it was Geronimo Allison. And actually, I saw two instances, and I didn't even finish the game. But I saw two instances when I rewatched the game where Geronimo catches the ball and just cuts on a dime and gets north and south and does it one other time. And that's, that's some good punt return stuff. I know you probably want a little more speed. Here's the reason I'm saying it there's a lot of talent trying to get on this roster. I'm a fan of Trevor Davis. And I haven't heard anybody say he shouldn't be on the team. But I'm a little surprised by that because everyone's looking to kick off Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis is a big body. He's Jordy Nelson, but he's as fast as Trevor Davis. Just based on size, you want to keep the guy. And I, you know, I've, I've said this so many times, I should probably not repeat myself, but he's, he's a more productive wide receiver. He's becoming more productive. And people say, oh, he's, here's preseason Janice. Pre what are you talking about? Yeah, he's real good in preseason because the backups get more snaps. Well, he doesn't do that in the regular season. Yeah, because he doesn't get that many snaps. Because Jordy and Devontae and Randall and Allison are on the field all the time. But when Janice goes out, he's productive. When Davis goes out, he's not productive. He doesn't catch the football. That's a distinction. So I, I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, Janice has kick returns. He has the gunning duties. And he is a productive wide receiver when he's on the field. Trevor Davis is a punt returner, and that is it. And his punt return fumbles are a serious problem. And if Geronimo Allison, or anybody, you know, people are talking about Cobb in different kinds of ways. I don't think there's any chance we remove him, not even remove him, but risk taking him off wide receiver and put him on those duties. But you know what? 
if there's anybody that's even relatively close to being able to do what Trevor can do, which maybe there isn't, because he could be special in that spot. I mean, it's a real tough spot because, you know, on one hand, he is, he can change a game, and we saw that punt return for a touchdown. That doesn't happen every day. There's, there, that's just something you can't, it's a rare talent. It's sort of like, you know, Kevin King, finding a Kevin King in the draft, a guy that that's, at that size and speed, that relative talent level. But, uh, anyways, it's hard to justify just a punt returner, especially when he fumbles the ball a lot. In my mind, if that's not cleaned up, that basically nullifies the touchdown thing, and he's just an average Joe punt returner, and he does not eat up a roster spot for that. He shouldn't eat up a roster spot for that. So maybe depending on time, we might uh, we might play with that a little bit. What can we do if we get rid of Trevor Davis? All right. Ted ends obviously Martellus Bennett, Lance Kend- Lance Kendricks. I keep calling him Lance Kendricks, and Richard Rogers. There really is. I don't think there's any real wiggle room there. The other ones there is. You know, quarterbacks you can do two. Um. Running backs, you could do three. You could also do five if you feel like it. Oh, man. I, I need this. This coffee needs to kick in because the yawning and, caught and stretching is getting a little ridiculous. Wide receivers, I mean, you could go anywhere from, you know, five to eight. So that there's a lot of wiggle room there. Tight ends, though, I mean, they released Sandlin. Um... I think uh, there's only one behind them that's not injured, and he's sort of a new ad, and he's been relatively productive. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but, you know, and, and they're not going to get rid of Richard Rogers and just keep Bennett and Kendricks, I don't think. I mean, they've gone pretty tight end heavy in the past. They've gone as many as, what, like five tight ends and stuff, which is crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident with this being the three. I don't think I want to play with that at all. Um, anyways, offensive linemen, I have them going with eight, which is what they had last year. And really it's just the starting five and three backups. Uh, it's tough. I don't, I don't really know how thin you can go. I, I'm going to have to look into the, uh, the practice squad rules. Just because, I mean, you got to have somebody dress, obviously, if there's an injury. But then, I don't know. I don't want all these guys to eat up an, a roster spot because they're not good. I mean, just the fact that I have Jason Spriggs here kind of makes me a little bit unhappy, let's say. Because he's been just awful. Um, and you know what? I am going to change something because there has been a promising development. And I think the good thing... So what I have are the starting five and then Jason Spriggs, Kofi Amicia, and Don Barclay. Don Barclay's hurt and we don't know how bad. 
Kofi Amicia, I put on there just because he's a draft pick. And Jason Spriggs, I just put on there because he's a draft pick. Based on production and their ability to um, step in and do something, really it's just Don Barclay. And I don't think he is... I think that would be relatively... Uh, I'm trying to keep... <laughs> I watched a uh, press conference yesterday and somebody asked... Uh, a question. I don't even really remember what the question was, but McCarthy took it in a way that I didn't even consider, and he goes off on a tangent about, you know, you guys need to show a little more respect to these football players. There are no bad football. I think the question was something like, when do you look at one of these players and say, man, we really got something here, which I think is a fair question. But he, he's, you can tell he's a man that respects his team. And he has a lot of respect for his players. And he doesn't necessarily care for the way that people like me throw around the word like garbage. <laughs> Trash. He's not good. He's terrible. Kick him off the team. And his his frustration level was pretty high, but it was more or less the... What he was saying is nobody would be on this team if they weren't good football players. And he said the worst football players in the NFL are good football players, right? So the, the score or the ranking or whatever of every single player in the NFL ranges from good players, good players with occasionally great moments, and great players. Well, you know, no offense to Mr. Mike McCarthy, but... um from my perspective, from a fan's perspective, it's nearly impossible to have a conversation about football players if we're going to use that as our guidelines. So, uh, how's Don Barkley doing? He's doing good. So, do you mean he's doing good like he's actually doing good, or do you mean good like um, he's a really good athlete, however... He hasn't done anything right, and Aaron Rodgers has gotten sacked 19 times in a row. So, props to Coach McCarthy for standing up for his guys and not wanting people, you know, fans to constantly trash his players. But I'm going to keep throwing around those words. And I know the team doesn't like it, and the coaches don't like it, and it's not going to earn me any friendships. Uh, I'm not going to be invited to... Don Barclay's uh, barbecue this summer. Probably won't get an invite to Spriggs family reunion. But, uh, you know, I have to speak in a way that makes sense to fans and not necessarily try to stroke the ego of the coach and players. You know, I think they need to... They're tough guys. They need to toughen up a little bit about it. This is what you're subjected to. This is what you get paid millions of dollars to do. You play a game for our entertainment, and we get to have stupid opinions, and you get to look at us and go, hey, you guys are stupid, because we are. We don't really know what's going on, right? Oh, you're doing grades on us? That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's right. Because I'm watching it, and I saw you get shoved to the ground, and I said, negative. 
Alright, that's enough of that. Coming to the, the defense of the man who asked the question. But, uh, anyways, so... I'm, I'm gonna have to definitely play with that, and... You know, maybe we'll just chop that down a little bit and put two guys on there. Two capable guys. I think that's what I'm gonna do, and I think I know who they're gonna be. Moving on, because we gotta... Gotta get clip in here. Fullback, I just did Ripkowski. I don't, I don't know why I did that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm gonna do, uh... Um, let me pull, let me just, I wasn't prepared for any of the things that I need to be doing here. I was trying to, um, what is this? There's a little, oh, that's going to annoy me. Where did that go? Holy cow, things are, things are not well with the world. <laughs> this computer, I tell you what. Anyways, what it should be is Ripkowski slash carriage. That's what should be written on there. Um, bottom line, I think they're going to keep one. I think they should keep one. I don't understand why you keep two. I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I think especially with the uh, tight ends that you have, that you know, and you got some big running backs now, you know, some big heavy guys, I don't think you, you need... To make sure there's a fullback, right? If Ripkowski goes down, you don't need Carriage to jump in and take over those fullback duties. Because he had a lot of work last year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think that was by necessity. He was kind of like the RB2 last year. But um, this year, I don't think that's necessary. Just keep one. I guess we'll call it Ripkowski for now. Defensive line, there's the big three. Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and Dean Lowry. Definitely going to be the guys. Um, after that, I just did three. It was kind of tough because in my mind, I feel like you need a lot just from, you know, I guess you rotate the guys a lot, but then I, in my mind, you need additional players in case somebody gets hurt. But I guess if somebody gets hurt, there's just going to be less of a rotation. Then you're just going to have to kind of suck it up a little bit and get tired. Because, I mean, guys like Mike Daniels, they play almost every snap as it is. They don't take him out much. So as far as, as rotating, I think a lot of it might be situational. It's not, uh, you know, they're big and need time to sit. Although it could be that. Just Mike, it's like, dude, I'm sorry. Get your conditioning up because you're too good to take off the field. I don't know what it is. But I, I think it, when I checked last year, they did keep six. So I was like, well... You know, I don't want to keep anyone past six defensive linemen anyways, so if you guys are good with it, I'm good with it. So that's what I did. So behind the big three, I did Ricky Jean Francois, simply because they, you know, picked him up in free agency. It's very unlikely they cut him. Uh, and I haven't seen or heard anything that would suggest that. Montrevious Adams has not played a single snap, and I think he's not even going to start on week one. I don't know if he's on pop or not. I don't think he is. But regardless, the point of the 53 is to just say who are, like, the main 53. Some of these guys maybe are on pop, which means we can bring somebody else in. I'm not going to go that in-depth. I just want to know, pup aside, um, who are going to be the guys. So, and then behind that, what I had at the time was Ringo or Price. I wanted to give Price some love. 
even though Ringo is my guy, but I didn't really hear anything, and I heard Price was kind of stepping up, but after last night, I think I'm pretty confident that we're just going to go with Ringo and uh, drop Price down into the practice squad. No offense, Price, you're, you're my guy and all, but Ringo's a little bit more my guy, and he's proven it, so I'm going to say Ringo's the guy. With the outside linebackers, Clay Matthews and Nick Perry, obviously, J. Rowan Elliott and Kyler Fackrell. I know everyone's coming down hard on Kyler. I haven't watched it much myself, but I don't know. Maybe he's doing terrible. I don't know. I'll have to do a better job of keeping an eye on it. A lot of times when I rewatch these things, I just kind of start and I don't really finish. And then when I do it again, I'll restart. So I don't really get a lot of the second string guys. So I haven't seen a ton of Kyler. But, uh, you know, maybe he won't make the cut. I think it's unlikely, but, you know, who knows? Packers could just look at it and go, you know, he's just not not cutting it. But, I mean, he's only a second-year guy. And uh, I think he was, what, like a fourth-round pick? So it's not as easy to just let him walk. I think he makes it. And then uh, fifth and final, I put Vince Beagle. No, um... I should check the depth chart because Pro Football Focus has him as, as an inside linebacker. And, again, they get a lot of stuff wrong. And, uh, yeah, I can see that he is listed as a outside linebacker, which is what would make sense. I know he can play inside linebacker, and maybe they're just projecting that's where he'll be. I think it's uh, very likely when he does play. Oh. Sorry, again, when he does play, it will be uh, some inside linebacker. I think that's the case, but you're going you're to see a lot of different stuff. And I think as I was doing a little grading yesterday, um, just a little bit, just trying to get the format and everything down, I'm changing up a lot of stuff. I think what I want to focus on more is, is function rather than position because especially with capers, you got guys standing in just sort of random locations. Clay Matthews yesterday, after about f four or five downs, I had him listed as a slot corner. Just based on where he was standing. I mean, you had th three down linemen and three corners, and uh, it basically looked like a dime formation. And where Clay was standing, it looked more like a cornerback slot than... Where's my dumb phone? It's in my pocket. That's just going to be a part of the part of the show, I think, because I'm never going to remember to turn that off. But then again, that alarm that I said I promise I'm going to turn off actually is the one that saved me and uh, got me up to do the podcast in just enough time. So, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. Leave it upstairs would be a pretty decent option. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but... So either way, whatever you want to call him, you can call him an outside linebacker who happens to be standing closer to a slot corner spot than an outside linebacker, but he's still an outside Point is, he dropped into zone. Right? He's playing coverage in zone. I think that needs to be... That's more important. Is he an outside linebacker? Is he a corner? Who, he, he is an outside linebacker. He was standing around this area, which... You know, sometimes an inside linebacker creeps up, and he's pretty much standing there. 
does his position change? No, he's still the inside linebacker. So I think that's maybe what I'm going to focus on a little more, right? Is it, are you setting the edge? Are you rushing the passer? Are you dropping into zone? Are you playing man? Right, that's what I think I need to focus on because that's really what's important. Like, how good of a corner is he? Eh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> He's not good at it. How good is he in zone? Because that's what he did. And that's going to be hard to grade, by the way. Man is a lot easier to grade because it's just how well can you keep up with him. But, you know, when a guy's kind of underneath you and you're kind of staying back I don't know it's a little little harder to figure that out because you kind of got to let things go right a guy runs past your nose and you kind of just stand there or you kind of head in that direction but you got to stay in your area you don't break until you see the quarterback it'll it'll be easier when I get the all 22 right because then you can see the full right I can watch Clay Matthews I can see the quarterback and you know when his hand starts to go back can he is he is he reacting right now is he watching the quarterback that kind of stuff it'll help a lot moving on moving on moving on yeah we're only we're not even a halfway half hour into this so we're doing we're doing just fine um inside linebackers I have Jake Ryan Blake Martinez and Joe Thomas to be completely honest, as much as I love Joe Thomas, I have no problem moving him to practice squad. Now, I don't know who you put in there in his place. I don't know if you can roll with just two. You probably need a backup. And the Packers seem to love Joe Thomas. I mean, they played him more than just about anybody. But I guess the reason I'm saying that is because you have guys that will cover that. And you have guys that are going to sneak into that position you're going to have outside linebackers playing inside linebacker you're going to have safeties playing inside linebacker so i mean when you look at inside linebacker position you're going to have jake ryan blake martinez clay matthews vince beagle josh jones morgan burnett so am i doing just five or am i saying or am i doing just two or am i saying we have five inside linebackers and i know some of that is situational and if Blake Martinez goes down, but then I've, again, well, yeah, then then you're talking against the run. Who do you have there? Then maybe you're committing Vince Beagle back there, and maybe Vince Beagle's a qualified, decent pass rusher. Do you want to have to pull him off? It's it's a tough decision, but I guess when we're talking about building the best 53, and we're trying to force some people onto this roster that have some real potential and like I said I watched Joe Thomas and Morgan Burnett play side by side in that Seattle game pretty much every snap Morgan Burnett was inside linebacker almost the entire game and Joe Thomas was the inside linebacker almost the entire game I think Blake Martinez was hurt I don't know what the deal is with Jake Ryan he played like one snap but uh I mean Morgan Burnett was just better just flat out so um so that's kind of a question. I'll probably just leave it at that. But it is an interesting question. And it would free up a spot. And that's when you build this 53, the first thing you start looking at, because there's players you like that you can't have, the first thing you're saying is, who can we cut? <laughs> who else can we shave off? Because a lot of the guys that are on here are on here because you feel like they need to be. And again, I like Joe. He's a hard hitter. But the whole 
I mean, the, the issue with Joe Thomas in my mind is he's not really good at anything. They put him in pass passing situations because I guess, you know, he is a little... I mean, if you look at that pro football focus grade, he is a little bit better in pass coverage than Blake Martinez is. Jake Ryan is better than both of them. The Packers, if you look at the Packers, the way that they handle it, it seems like they like Joe Thomas in covering pass better than anybody. But I, I don't know. I, I think Jake Ryan and Blake Martinez would be the good good combo to have out there just regardless. And Joe Thomas is strictly a backup if somebody gets hurt. So you got Blake and Jake. And if it's an obvious passing situation, then you know what? In my opinion, just put out Marwin Evans and HaHa in the backfield. Because Marwin's really stepping up. And then uh, just put uh, Josh Jones and Morgan Burnett at inside linebacker. I mean, are they passing? I'm assuming Jones and Burnett are better against the pass at inside linebacker. Put them on the the tight ends or the running backs that get split out or whatever they're, those kind of tough matchup things that teams like to put out there. I mean, we're, we're talking serious corners, but then you put a running back and try to get a little screen going. These are tough guys that can shed blocks. I mean, it's not like we're exposing ourselves with a bunch of these tiny guys that are just going to get mowed over. Morgan Burnett, I said, could shed blocks better than Joe Thomas could, at least in that Seattle game he did. That's my opinion. Maybe you leave Jake Ryan out there and put him with Josh Jones and leave Burnett high or something. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like you could go with just the two because of all the overlapping coverage. Corners. So here's how I had it, and I'm going to kind of leave it this way for now. But it, it's starting to seem like Gunter is definitely going to make the team just based on pro football focus grades. In other words, they're seeing him play really well. They've done the grades. Again, I haven't yet. Every time I hear something about Gunter, it's bad, but apparently behind the scenes he's doing a pretty good job. And I'm assuming they are because I trust Pro Football Focus knows what they're doing. And if they see it, I'm sure the coaches see it. So I think Gunter, despite my protests, is going to make the team. I do hope somebody steps up and supplants him at some point. But here's what we have. I have Kevin King, Devon House, Demarius Randall, and Quentin Rollins. Pretty much the same guys... Um, actually, that's not true. It's Kevin King is new. Devon House is new. House is hurt, but he should be ready to go, I would think, by week one. He hasn't gotten a ton of work, but I guess I don't know. I don't know what's going to be the situation. It could change. I don't know if I have time to even pull up Seattle. I think I'm going to start doing it, see if I can ramble as I do this. This is really annoying that there's this thing here that's covering up one of my tabs, and I don't know how to get rid of it. So, I should always have my friend Pro Football Focus up, but I staggered down here at 5.30 in the morning. I didn't know what I was doing. Just dead dog tired. But we got the boundary guys on the team. It's For some reason, I can't think about what I want to say and talk and do things on the computer. It's very challenging. Who am I looking for? The Seahawks. 
The boundary guys on the king are Kevin on the team are Kevin King, House, Gunter, and I think Hawkins. In which it's kind of weird because let me just Google this. I think he's like five ten. Yeah, 5'10", 183. The dude is tiny. And at, at first glance, you're looking at it and you're going, I don't want this guy on the team. But if you're telling me that he's scrappy enough and good enough to go out and play, and, uh, you know, he's better than Gunter, he's better than House, he's better than these guys, you know what? Go play, man. If, if your little 5'10 frame can handle it, now do you want to put him against Julio Jones or whatever? I mean, if the guy can just go up, if you have a quarterback that can put the ball on point enough, and a guy like Julio that can go up and get it, that could be a mismatch. The size, you know, it is going to make a difference at some point. I think maybe it's overblown to some degree. Packers obviously know that, as many 5'11 guys as they get. You know, you can just, you can play or you can't. It's not like the guy can't jump. He can jump up, but, you know, again, a, a well-placed ball is going to be put out of his range. Um, but the Seahawks here, I have Curse, Richardson, and Baldwin. So let me just see real quick, because I'm, I'm just, I'm always curious about the height. If we're trying to do, like, a situational thing, and maybe King isn't quite ready, do you need to force him out week one? You know, and again, I know height doesn't necessarily matter, but I'm just saying if they got a tall, fast corner, it would be nice to have Kevin King on him. So let's look at Curse first. He's 6'1", but he's 4'4", 3", so he's super fast. Not super big, but he's super fast. So in terms of speed, you know... I don't think we have anybody on the team that's going to be able to keep up with him. So that could be somebody that you want King on. It would be beneficial to have a fast guy. Um, I'm looking for what? Richardson? Something mock at. He's six foot 183. I don't know what his speed is. I didn't say it, and I'm not going to bother looking it up. Baldwin, I've said, is their main guy. Um... The Packers, I believe, are going to have Quentin Rollins on there, and that's exactly who they should have. So I guess, you know, I'm looking at week one. I'm saying I guess it doesn't matter. Just put the best guys out. If your best guys are Hawkins and Gunter, let's put out Hawkins and Gunter. I don't want that to be our best guys. In my mind, in my heart, I want Kevin King. But, I, you know, I, I guess what I want is for Kevin King to be ready. Um, and uh, Devon House. Because, you know, he's he's just a straight-up boundary guy. That's where he belongs. I think he's, you know, he, he ranges between being a really bad player and a really average player. I don't think he has a good year left in him, especially considering the talent we're going up against. But I know he can give us an average year. I don't know if Gunter can give an average year. I haven't seen an average year out of him. I keep seeing him get torched by people. But uh, it would be nice to see Kevin King step up and be the guy. But, you know, as of right now, it looks like Hawkins is kind of the guy making all the plays. I know Demarius or Quentin Rollins is stepping up. be nice to get Demarius back just to be an additional slot guy. You know, if you come out in the dime package, it would be nice to have two guys that can excel on the slot. I don't know if Demarius can excel on the slot, but I'd like to see him try. He was taken early for a reason. 
I think he was put on the boundary where he doesn't belong. I think he should be put in the slot, and I think he can handle those duties. So anyways, Kevin King, Devon House, Demaryius Randall, Quentin Rollins, and then I have Hawkins, Pipkins, and then Gunter, others. So we'll have to play with that quite a bit because uh, I don't even know if we're going to have time to play with things. So let's just talk about it now. Um, so Hawkins, Pipkins, Gunter, we would have to get, give up another spot in order to keep all those guys, and I think maybe we should. Because I think there's talent here, but how many, you know, is it, are some of these situational guys, are they good matchups, you know, with this guy or that guy? Some of these guys, you know, four preseason games and some practices, maybe we haven't, we don't know, we can't make up our mind. Maybe we should keep all of them. Who do we get rid of? Already, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm overly excited about it, because I, of these guys, the only one I think is going to have a good year is Quentin Rollins. Maybe we give up uh, one of these linemen. Or we go two quarterbacks. But I think we need to have I think we need to have another spot here. So we'll do King, House, Randall, Rollins, Hawkins, Pipkins, Gunter. That's what I would like to see. And, and let's move on to safety because we might have a spot here too. Burnett, Clinton Dix, Josh Jones, Marwin Evans. And I actually had Bryce above him. Bryce, I think, is below him. I would like Bryce to be on the team. I think I really like him. But do you need him? I don't know. Maybe you don't get rid of him. I want to keep Bryce on the team. And then uh, Vogel, Crosby, and Goud. Gouda rounding out the 53. So... As far as who we could shave off, we could go two quarterbacks. So we could do two quarterbacks. We could technically do three running backs, but I feel like there's so much uncertainty there. They're going to want to go a little bit heavy to give these guys some more exposure, give them time to develop and see what they really have there. Uh, maybe do some situational stuff, even though the Packers do not like to do that. But, you know, if a fullback gets hurt, Devontae Mays could possibly step in and just be that guy. Actually, you know what? Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are all big, powerful guys. As far as wide receiver, I don't think we cut anybody. In fact, I think, I think if anything, we add people. So why don't we just do that? We're going to cut. We're going to go down to two quarterbacks right now and just say Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley. Ah, oh, man. Do we just get crazy with it? I don't. I don't. I don't exactly know. I mean, we could. We could just come up with an infinite number of different rosters. I guess if I were to redo this in a way that I like, I think we get rid of. Not really get rid of. And I don't see. That's that's the thing about Spriggs. I don't know if you can put Spriggs on the practice squad and he survives. And I don't exactly, I gotta look up, that's what. That's my job for today, make sure I understand the practice squad rules entirely and how that all works. But a second round, oh, excuse me, second round draft pick that the Packers went up to get, and they went up to get him because uh, they thought, 
I believe the thought is that the Bears were about to grab him, and the, bear, and the Packers said, nah, we're going to jump up and grab him. So they leaped in front of the Bears and took him. And the fact that he is like 6'6", I mean, he is, is tall and long. He's stronger than everybody. He's taller than everybody. He's faster than everybody. Athletically, he's just out of, out of control. Oh, I don't know what to do. And Kofi, they just picked up in the draft. I don't know. I don't know if I can... I guess what I was wanting to say is we're going to do two offensive linemen and Kyle Murphy should be one of them. But you might lose Spriggs if you... So I don't... Do you, do you care at this point? I mean, do you use a roster spot on a guy because it was a second-round draft pick? I mean, if he was an undrafted pick, would it matter? Would you care? No, he'd be gone. He's like the worst lineman on this whole team. I don't know, you know, listening to Mike McCarthy and taking him at his word, the second round draft pick thing doesn't matter, right? We want good football players, fine. But he is definitionally a developmental guy. You don't want him on the field, so you'd have to put him on the practice squad. That's if we're just being honest. Coffee, coffee. So... I think we're going to have to wrap it up, folks, because I hear my son is up, but that's sort of where we're at. We need another receiver because I want to put Yancey on here. we got to figure out this offensive line, probably shave that down to two. I think we're set in a lot of these other places. The question, can we get rid of Joe Thomas? I'd like to add another cornerback spot. I don't know if we can, but with that, I'm going to drop off here and get ready to go. You guys have a great Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.